0: Um
2: podcasts. We're 2-0, and and we know that we could very easily be 1-1, and and we have not played football the way we want to play football yet. So the temperature of the team is um, a little bit on edge, and I think everybody you know, feels that we need to play better, and if we want to live up to the expectations that we think that we are capable of playing like, uh, we need to make improvements, and we need to
3: Perform better.
4: He's not wrong. Welcome on in, it's the midday show. Hugh Douglas, Joe Giglio, Elliot in for Hugh on this Wednesday. We'll lead you right to the Phillies, Phillies, and the Braves at twelve twenty today. At the finale of the series in Atlanta. Interesting comments there by Jason Kelsey this morning. Other interesting comments as well regarding his brother
5: and Taylor Swift. Good morning, Elliot. Man, we got Eagles news. We got pop, pop culture, Taylor Swift news. Like, this is, this is my day. It's a big day for it's you to be It's a big day for me to be at WIP. I agree.
4: I mean, I, I was going to say, we'll, we'll get to the Taylor Swift and, uh, and Travis Kelsey thing. I think every news outlet in the world has it right now. Yes. After yeah. the morning show. I don't show. think they're
5: talking Eagles passing game. I think the Taylor Swift thing is uh, Yeah, a little bit up. bigger. Yeah, a little bit.
4: Nationally. I, for us locally, certainly, though, the Eagles at 2-0 are the story. It just – I think Jason Kelsey summed it up well there. Edge. Like to, to no surprise. Yeah, he always does. And it's funny because that's coming from the leader of the team and that's mm-hmm. coming out of the locker room and that's what he wanted to share this morning. I mean, you know, players, to a real extent, they control the message. They, they tell us what what they want to tell us, right? Like yeah. they could be saying, no, everything's great. And Jason Kelsey is usually pretty honest and always enjoy his spot on the morning show. And, Elliot, he said the locker room is on edge even though they're 2-0 and I'm on it. I mean, I just, I can't say it any any better. That's a perfect wording for it. They're obviously good. They're not a bad team. We think they could be a great team. That was the exu- assumption coming to the year. I just, I think back to the way I felt a 2-0 last year. And I don't feel the same way. Like, I thought last year they were on a, a meteor rise, like they were going two and zero, and you could just see the wins yeah. coming the next two or three months ahead of them. And I thought they could be a really, really good team. And they turned out to be a great team this year. They're two and zero. It doesn't feel right. It doesn't feel the same. And and the way I could describe the edge I feel is they're probably going to keep winning. But Elliot and everyone out there, I think if they don't start playing better football, they're going to lose a game sooner than we think. Whether it be Monday night in Tampa home against the commanders or, you know, that game against the
5: Rams. They're not playing like a team that's going to just keep winning like this. Well, I think on edge is, A, like you said, Kelsey is always very honest. And I really respect that about him. Like, Malcolm Jenkins was always very honest. Like, there are certain players in the locker room that when they talk, they are not sugarcoating things. And I think on edge, not only is it, I guess, worrisome that it describes the locker room, but I think it also perfectly describes the fan base. I mean, I've been in a lot of days with you here, you know, doing the full shows, getting a chance to talk to a lot of fans on the phone. And, yes, some some are comfortable. But I think a lot of the the sense I get from fans is this doesn't look like how we thought it was going to look. You know, like they're 2-0. and They're winning. There are positives. They'll, they have the best record they could have after two weeks. But everyone watches this team, and I think the on-edge feeling is probably how you feel, even when they're up on the Patriots. They're up on the Vikings. Whenever they have the ball on offense, I always feel like maybe something bad's going to happen. Whereas last year, you're right at two and zero, it was like the party was getting started. Jalen was going to win MVP. He was passing the ball way better than he did the year before, and there was a feeling that a specialness was happening. Now, week three, they go to Washington last year, and they absolutely you know smacked the Commanders around, and that's when that's you know the 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 takeoff continued, and you knew they were a great team. So let's see what they do on Tampa against Tampa on Monday. But would I say I'm on edge about the team? I would say maybe, but this is also kind of what I expected. I thought this season was not going to be very enjoyable. It's just really hard coming off a Super Bowl because I think when, when you're going through the Super Bowl, as they're living through it last year and the whole offseason, the the bar is just set to a point where you can't wait for them to come back. They're going to be playing at an elite level. Can't wait to relive what we relived last year. And I think the on edge feeling comes from watching this team and going, this doesn't feel like last year.
4: Well, I think you said this for the season at two one five five nine two ninety four ninety four. Are you on edge about this Eagles team, despite the two and zero record? You, you had said something like this for the season: the sequel's never as good. Yeah, right. Like you go to a new restaurant the first time it's great, and you go back and like you have that super high expectation, yeah. and maybe it's not quite as great as it was, or a movie, or anything else you do for the second time. And then there's this. It's it's the reality of how they're winning. I saw – I think we've we've talked about it a lot, you and I, Elliot, that they're like, they just don't look the same. It doesn't look as good as it did last year despite the record. And I was trying to find something to pinpoint that. Like we could look at Jalen's stats. We could look at their point differential. You could look at turnovers, all that kind of stuff. But the Eagles always talk about explosive plays, right? They want to make explosive plays, yeah. and they want to limit explosive plays. Ruben Frank had this stat yesterday, and it's it, – like I can't believe they're 2-0 and when, when you hear this. So the Eagles have nine pass plays through two games of at least ten yards. That's the fewest in the NFL. Only nine through wow. two games, and only ten yards. Uh, that's ten yards, right? Yeah. So no, only ten yards. The Panthers and Jets have more, like right? because the Eagles are last, right? The Panthers wow. are, and that, we're talking about Bryce Young and mostly Zach Wilson, right? The Eagles and now. Let's go to the other side of the ball. The Eagles have allowed thirty-one pass plays of ten yards or more. So they've had nine on their side. They've allowed, at least, uh, they've allowed thirty-one of at least ten yards. The Seahawks are second
5: worst. The Chargers next worst, and they're five less. So, so Eagles are number one in fewest passes over ten yards completed, and number one yep. in, ten, in passes over ten yards allowed. Yep, not on the right side of that uh, that ledger.
4: It's it, like last year. I think they were number one or close to the top in that explosive play thing. Both yeah. both sides. They didn't yeah. allow explosive plays, and and they got them. It's they're not. They're just not playing a sustainable brand of football. And last year at this time. I
5: thought they were. I was like, all right, they're passing it well, they're running it well, they they're passed blocking the eye well. Test last year. They did. And the other part about being on edge, I think, is all off season, I'd imagine players in that locker room, they worked hard, they were hungry, they were ready for the season. But there was probably a feeling of we know we're really good and we'll get back. Well mm-hmm. we will get back to the Super Bowl. And I think what, what made the Super Bowl loss last year to the Chiefs unique, at least I can speak for me, is going into that game and after that game, of course the fact that they lost was surprising. And I I, I know that hurt for, for people. But you had a feeling of, this team is awesome. Jalen's young. Nick's young. They're going to get back. No question about it. And I think watching them play this year, and I'd imagine the players, once you then have to go back out and do it, and it's not as easy as it was last year, and you're not playing like you were last year, and it's not the same feeling. I'd imagine the Super Bowl loss then starts to creep in your head a little bit more of like, man, we were so close last year, and now we feel so far away. And the feeling that you felt all off season of, yeah, we'll definitely get back starts to get rattled a little bit. So on edge, I think it's probably perfect for, you know, how how I feel I guess about it, how the team feels about it according to Kelsey, and I think it's okay for fans to feel it cuz if the if the players are feeling it and Kelsey's saying that, then of course fans should feel it too. Yeah, and the Kelsey thing
4: at 2155929494 to hop in, you know, K- Kelsey's saying it and I think we all appreciate his honesty. It it is it's a glimpse into what they're feeling. Like I Yeah. I didn't know what he was going to say when he was asked about the Joe asked this morning about the temperature of the locker room and what they're feeling. I mean, he could have said our best football is ahead of us. He could have said we we feel like we figured out the things that we need to figure out. Like the fact that he said they're on edge. That that gives me a sense that they're watching the
5: film or they're at practice and it's like they know it's still not right and And it's believable. Yeah, you know, like it's not a quote that it's surprising and it's honest, which which I I obviously very much like about and respect Jason for the answer, but it's also believable. This isn't him coming out and being like, you know, actually, we're all extremely confident. We know we've been playing great football. Like that, you would go and say, all right, of course, Come he's on, just going to yeah. say that. But but it's not surprising to hear that they're on edge, not with the way they're playing. I mean, the defense has not been good. The offense has not been good. The coaching, not been good. And they're 2-0. So it's the feeling of on edge is like you almost don't know how to feel. You're like worried the hammer's about to drop. Like you you see the fo- the product on the field and you go, this doesn't look like it should be a winning product. So you're waiting there for – for like it to change for the better, or for that feeling that we're all worried about to come of like they lose one, and then it then then the undefeated record thing goes out the window, and you have to look in in the you know at the reality of how they're playing. Yeah, and, and another big part,
4: and Kelsey didn't mention him by name, but it's just a big story. The first couple weeks of the season is is Jalen Hurts. It's yeah. the quarterback, right? Like I think. So much of the way we feel about teams is just directly because of the quarterback. 100 percent Like the Chiefs have a lot of issues right now. They they had their best defensive player held out the first he scored week. Scored
5: 17 points last week.
4: But why did why is there a sense they'll be fine? Because we do, we know it's not like there's no question that their right. quarterback is the best in the whole NFL. You know, right now Miami, people seem to like them right now because two is healthy and when he's healthy, he's usually pretty good. Yeah. You know, it it just and so far Jalen Hurts has not been as good as he was last year, and you know we'll get to a lot of audio today and, and the next few days on the station, but we, you know, every expert that comes on seems to sense something's not right with this passing game. It's just mm. I, I don't know if it's Jalen or
5: it's the coaching or it's the pl- but something's not right about the passing game. Jalen keeps his emotions at the podium and in the locker room when I'm around him, like when the media is in there, yeah, like very buttoned up. So I don't think we'll probably. Ever get a a truthful, honest answer about how Jalen is feeling, and I I respect that about him too. Like that, I think he's a steady ship at the at the for the team. He's leading it, but I also think if you're Jalen, I wonder at what point the feeling of the immense pressure to be great like sets in when you're not playing well. You know, like all offseason, you're doing Hulu ads. You're you're like becoming the face of the NFL Mm -hmm. in a way, and I'm fine with him doing those ads. But his, his brand is out there more than ever. He signs the big deal. He's in the top five of all these lists. And then you have two games, and I'm you know, i I'm sure Jalen's a very confident guy. I just think, for me, I would probably be like, man, this isn't going how I thought it was going to go. And to that point
4: on Hertz, at two one five, five nine two, nine four nine four 592 9494 get you board. Elliot in for Hugh today. Are you on edge about this Eagles team despite the 2-0 start? Jason Kelsey said he and the team is on edge right now. This is probably the first time in Hertz's career, and I forget high school. I'm just being like college to now, where he's got that kind of pressure on him. I'm sure he had self-pressure. But he was never looked at until now as the driving force for a team heading into a season. He played at Alabama, best coach, best roster. Well, didn't
5: he win the national championship his first year?
4: Uh, so they he won it, they won it with Tua when he when he came out, right? He was he came
5: in. Oh, I think he got there. He That's got right. there and lost. And to then Sean the next Watson. year they go back. That's right. Yeah. yeah, yeah, you're right. This is probably the most pressure Jalen's ever had.
4: on And time. then last year. Like, he was before the season started. Everyone said it's a good team. Hertz just has to be good, and they'll be good. Right. Like, this is, like, it's your team. You got paid. You're this MVP runner-up. Yeah, I mean, maybe that's part of it, too. Like he doesn't – who knows what kind well, of I, joy I, he's having right I, now. I
5: think a lot of it, too, comes from how much the fans like this guy. Yeah. Like, people want I, – I can't remember an athlete, actually, in recent Philly history, where not only do people really like him, they really want him to succeed. Mm-hmm. I think everybody wants Jalen's – cinder I don't want to call it a Cinderella story because he's been great his whole life, but kind of an underdog story of no one thought he could do it, and now he's descending to the top of the NFL. We all want to see that go well and continue so bad. And I think that that's part of it with Jalen where, where he doesn't play well. Not only is it a frustration of seeing him play poorly, but there's a feeling of like, man, I want to see this guy do well, which adds to, I think, being on edge.
4: It does. 215 592 949 We'll come back and all your phone calls. Early Phillies game today, so we'll get your Eagles calls in now. Are you on edge like JC Kelsey? Your call is coming up. Plus, Seth Jr. described Jalen Hurts as frustrated yesterday, but by what? We'll let you hear that next on the midday show. Sports.
3: And a lot of it is how do we affect the quarterback? Because if the quarterback doesn't have time or he's not comfortable, he can't get the ball down the field. So he's frustrated because he can't run one because I think that's what he feeds off of. The second thing is um, they're showing him some things um, defensively that has him confused. And people don't understand he's still learning all there is to know about the game from a pre-snap standpoint.
4: Well, that was interesting. The voice, of course, of Seth Joyner yesterday talking about Jalen Hurts. A couple of things there. One, he's still learning. But the other part is he, he senses frustration on Jalen's part because he can't run. And that's kind of the bread and butter of his game. And I could, I could understand that. I mean, yeah. he really, what's the longest run he's had? He, it feels like he hasn't had. I think he had one on third and 11 for like 13 I yards. think you're right. I remember there was one long third down yeah. he got. But he hasn't had many. It feels like his runs this year have been less effective to where last year was like, all right, if they need eight. He gets seven and they're right there, or he gets the
5: eight. Yeah, and this year feels like he'll get one or two or three, and then it's just it's over. Yeah, it does feel like a lot of his runs are almost sacks, like yeah. he barely gets past the line. I, I think the the analysis there by Seth Joyner is, is very interesting, um, but I don't view it as a negative, and I don't I don't think Seth's portraying it that way. But I think when we talk about Jalen struggling, there's always pushback of no, it, he's not struggling. You know, it's just two games, whatever, blah blah. blah. Like I think it's natural, like Jalen seeing something he probably has not seen before the deep. Excuse me. The defenses are playing him a way that he has not been played before. Mm-hmm. It is go anybody. It takes time to do that. It is extremely hard, probably more than any other sport in the NFL to break down a new coverage scheme you're seeing. In basketball, baseball, like you can adjust pretty quickly on the fly. I think in football, especially when you only have like 2 or 3 days in between, it's really hard to adjust to that. So I think ultimately this will be a positive for Jalen. Like, if you believe in Jalen and you believe he he can be a top five quarterback consistently, there are going to be a lot of times where he's seeing new coverages when he's early in the league. By the time he gets to year five, six, seven, then I mean, as a starter, I should say five, six, seven, then he will have seen almost everything. Like, he will be more co- he'll be more confident in what he's seeing. So I agree with Seth, but I I think in some ways it's a positive. I forget when this came out. It might have been a year ago, two years
4: ago, but it wasn't like it wasn't it was further into his career than Jalen is now. Didn't it come out recently or about a year ago that Mahomes, his first three or four years, didn't know what he was seeing? Remember that yep. story? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and, yeah. and like, he threw 50 touchdowns. Right, he was the best quarterback in the league and he right. really didn't know what he was seeing. So that is pretty common, I think, with young quarterbacks. All right, to the phone lines here in a second. We'll try to get everyone call up this hour. But we want to make sure to tell you guys about this. It's really cool. I heard the Morning Show mentioned it this morning. Uh, we Our well wishes go out to Charlie Manuel, who suffered a stroke over the weekend. It sounds like he's on the road to recovery, and there's some positive signs the doctors are passing along. He did tweet yesterday. I'm not sure if it was Charlie tweeting or his family tweeting for him, but it sounds like he's on the road to recovery here. And we've set up here at WIP a Charlie Manuel voice line where you could send your personal well wishes to him. And, and he'll be able to hear them. It's 267 965 2595. 267 965 2595 to send your well wishes to Charlie Manuel Elliott. I'm sure a lot of people, and we heard this morning, you know, when Decameron Richie brought it up, a lot of people already called in. So I'm sure we're yeah. gonna, a
5: lot of people will, will and, do that. And it's not surprising. I and mean, we talked in the first thing about how people really want to root for Jalen and people really like Jalen it's the same with Charlie yep and and Charlie look Charlie didn't have the best start to his career here right I mean at first it didn't it didn't fully go well but then the city fell in love with him because of who he is how he treats the fans you know you still see him at events uh to this day you know with WFP he'll do things and mm-hmm. all that so uh it was awesome to see the tweet that he's doing better and uh not surprising at all that Philly fans are coming out in large numbers to wish him well. On yeah,
4: this. I agree. We we wish the best in the road to recovery for Charlie. So it's two six, seven nine, six, five, two five, nine five to leave him a voicemail. All right, let's go to the phone lines here and talk about the Eagles. Are you on edge? Jason Kelsey said he is Chris in Middletown. Hey, Chris.
0: Good morning, Philadelphia.
5: Good morning, Chris. What up, Chris?
0: God, as usual, Joe, you're nervous. You got your nervous partner there. <laughs> I'm not worried, guys. Yeah. Look, no, nothing, nothing to worry about here. Um, is Jalen is Jalen off a little bit? Yes, a lot, but there's a lot of really positive things to to talk about with this team, and I'm going to go through this. But then I got to get to another very, very important topic. So don't don't cut me off there. Right. Um, so. When it comes to Jalen, I think there's some good positive things. Like you're watching him start to kind of progress, and then what he's doing is it's exposing his weaknesses. So he's starting to see it. But, Joe, I think there's definitely something to what you said earlier about his inability to be able to run and how Kelsey talked about that and how it's frustrating him. I think it's because they try to change his brand of football so much that it has him uncomfortable and he's the Eagles tried too to, you're
4: Correct. Like he's Correct. almost in between. It that that's the way yeah. it feels to me. Where he, when he goes, it's like, should I really do this? Like last year, it just felt freer. Like when he took off, he took off.
0: And I don't know what the right answer is to this. I don't know if hey, he'll learn to adapt to it. This is part of him growing as a quarterback, or if it's them that they got to go back and go. You know what? We're kind of breaking. What makes him him, and we got to let him feel comfortable so he's not up in his head all the time. So let's kind of we're on lock up with Jalen. I don't know what the right answer is there. Well, Um, what's interesting,
5: Chris, is in terms of changing his playing style, one thing we all talked about was are they going to run him less. And yesterday, Ross Tucker brought this up, and not a perfect stat because, you know, they could be including RPOs in this. But Jalen has more designed runs for him than any other quarterback in the league through two weeks. And you would think if they made one big change in his game, it would be running it less. So it doesn't seem to be that that's the case. The runs just seem less effective. And I can't imagine they would have him run it all the time, but also tell him, make sure you get down the second there's a defender there.
0: You know what looks awful, though, Elliot, is look at that last game. When he goes down, and I think this is where he's hesitant, he goes down and he kept smashing his face directly into the ground. And standing up, and, like, when you're trying to preserve a guy, and, that, and that's where it's like he's not necessarily being himself. You would normally have dropped maybe a shoulder, tried to run the guy over, put a move on where he's like, okay, I'm going to go down. And that scares me more than anything because his head keeps smashing into the ground, and that can't be good. So Yeah. I sounds not enjoyable, enjoyable yeah, it's, well. It
4: sounds <laughs> like it's it's not <laughs> going to prevent injuries. I'd there. be on edge as well if my yeah. face kept getting Chris, smashed. Chris, we appreciate it. I mean, it reminds me of the, the story, I think it was right before week one or after week one, uh, Tim McManus wrote a story over at ESPN about you know, are, is Jalen Hurts running too much? Is this sustainable? And you think back, like he's been hurt a lot. I I think some of this could be natural in his head I, to try I, to protect I disagree himself. I agree with you on that. That he's been I, hurt a lot.
5: Yeah, like he's had minor injuries. Like all quarterbacks and all football players are dealing with things. So, I I agree he's missed time, but he has not suffered an injury that where he was out like half the year or the whole season. Agreed. So he's been dinged up. That's I a good way to say it. Hurt all the time. I think of guys missing consistent time. So
4: he has had two ankle surgeries. After seasons, right? One in college, one after right. his 2021 season. Now this season.
5: one was to remove a. I believe it was to remove a screw that he had from a while. Like it, was it was a cleanup. It was not injury related. Yeah, but he had yeah. two
4: ankle surgeries. He had the shoulder injury last year.
5: Yeah, that was the worst one he's got. And
4: it came out, and I didn't know about this. I, this like slipped through all the cracks. He apparently broke his collarbone at Alabama. Yeah, which I didn't know that. My my guess is it happened in a bowl game because otherwise
5: we would there would be documentation of him missing five, six, seven weeks. See, but but to me. Jalen's played at Alabama, Oklahoma, and the NFL, and he runs it a ton, and he's played a ton of snaps. And we're sitting here talking about fairly minor injuries. No injury is minor. I get it. He's had surgery. I'm sure the collarbone thing hurt, obviously, last year. Yeah. But this is not – I mean, Carson had a torn ACL, a broken back, and a concussion. He had the kind of injuries where you're different when you come back. Yes. Physically. I just think it's unrealistic to think that if Jalen's – any quarterback, really, if you're going to play – you know, two, to four years of big time college football, and then be in every, obviously in every down snap quarterback in the NFL that moves. Like you are going to suffer minor injuries.
6: Well, to Joe's point, both the ankle injury and the shoulder injury lingered when he came back. Yeah, it affected his play. I'm
5: just like I, 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 I agree with I you, know LA. that this it, is
6: kind of normal. But
4: is it in his head now that he doesn't want to? He's trying not to get any more of these because that changes the way you play the game. Right.
5: So I don't think it is. I could be wrong, but I mean, none of us can get in his right. head, right? But just but. Guessing. To me, the issue seems to be, and I think this is also smart of him, when he turns to run, there are more people than there mm-hmm. used to be. Like, he could barrel into these people. And I disagreed a little bit with Chris saying, you know, he normally lowers his shoulder. That's not really who he is. He's smart about going down. I just think there there's not the running lanes that there were before. I so guess. he's going down to avoid contact, but that's just smart. That's not like a game plan.
4: Yeah, there seems to be less running lanes for sure. Twitter question sponsored by the PI Dental Center. Your smile is the first thing others see when they meet. You Learn about and schedule your evaluation at pi com. Well, Kelsey said it this morning. The Eagles are on edge. Are you on edge about this Eagles team? Yes, 31% early on. No, 69%. LeVar is on WIP. Hey, LeVar.
7: Good morning, fellas. How you doing?
4: What's up, LeVar? How you doing?
7: Pretty good. So I'm definitely on edge, and I'm gonna tell you why I'm on edge. One, obviously, because Jason Kelsey, who's the eldest statesman on the team, one of which he said they're on edge. So I need to be on edge as a, as a fan.
5: But I, I agree with that, Lavar. Yeah. First, just like if Jason Kelsey says this, I think you are dead on to believe it.
7: Right. But but even even but before that, I was on. Before he said it, I was on edge, and I'm gonna tell you why. In my mind, this is a proof it year for uh, Jalen Hurts in 2021. He didn't, look as, he didn't look good. Um, it was his first full year running the show. Um, he ended the year in Tampa Bay looking horrible, so much so that we was all speculating in the media and, and fans whether or not how he would take a run to Russell Wilson when the offseason. Behind the scenes, Jalen was doing his thing. He promised to come back looking good, and he did. He, he lit it up in 2022. I want to see him do it again to make sure that that wasn't a flash in the pan. you got to do it again so that i can know for sure that moving forward this guy is going to get better each year each year and as of right now the reason why i'm on on edge is because he's come out and regressed Mm -hmm. what he's shown us he doesn't keep his eyes up he drops his eyes when he's scrambling and the tight end is always open when he's scrambling leaking out And for some reason when when he decides to scramble he drops his eyes he's not processing the defenses be it as it may he he played against in week one, one of the arguably best defensive coordinators in the history of the game, mm-hmm. yep. and, it was wet, and it was wet outside. I'll give him that. He didn't process well in week two. Once again, be it, as, it was only three days to prepare. Yeah. So, so this this week coming up is really going to be a critical week. I 100% in terms of, agree with in you on this, yeah. But, but I will say this. I will say this. There are other quarterbacks who have come out on fire, and there's, there's already a book on them, and they came out, and they're still looking good. Kid in San Francisco, he's eight zero as a the starter. Good there's point. a book on him at, at, after last year. He came up. He 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 processed Tua. Yeah, Lavar, the, the Tua thing,
4: the Tua thing reminds me of Jalen last year. A lot of questions. He's playing for his job. Like the Dolphins are going to move on if he doesn't play well. And he's come out and he but, and but, he's, he's the favorite for the MVP, right? right now. But also to Lavar's right, point, right, there is a ton of tape on Tua the out there. Yeah, yeah.
7: yeah. yeah. They yeah. process the game faster. They get the ball. Both quarterbacks get the ball out of their hands way faster than Jalen hurts. It's to the point now, what I'm seeing in two weeks, Jalen is patting the ball almost as as long as Carson did.
4: Mm.
7: He's babysitting the ball almost, and that means he's not seeing the field.
4: Well, I agree on that part. He's he's, he's certainly, and LeVar, it's a good call, man. He's yeah. not seeing the field. He, he he. Sometimes I think Hurts, and someone said this to us yesterday, he really hates making mistakes. Like, I think Jalen Hurts, and I know he threw an interception on Thursday, right. but he's really averse to throwing the ball into – windows where he thinks it might get picked. And I think that's a, a good quality. I agree. Yeah. Like The opposite of Josh Allen, who just be yes. like, I have a window, screw it, I'm just throwing it in, and he gets picked a lot. But I think that leads to him saying, I, if I'm not sure what I'm seeing, I'm going to hold it, I'll run. I think that's what this is. So that could be a combination of he's not seeing the field, they're throwing different things at him. But he is, I think I saw this morning, he has the longest time to throw in the NFL, the, 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 the number yeah, one time, time to, throw. to throw. Yeah, which people, whatever I saw, what I was reading, it, it gave credit to the Eagles' offensive line. And when I see that, I'm like, well, that just means the quarterback holds the ball. It doesn't necessarily mean it's great protection.
5: Well, and part of that is he does, you know, he'll leak out to the side yeah. and hold on. So, like, there's some of And he, of that he knows he can it. run. Exactly, yeah. So, I I just don't know if I think it's a negative that he's ha- that he doesn't know what he's seeing. Because it's new, right? Like, so... I think if, if, it, if we get to week 7 or 8 and he's still, like, really struggling to see what he's seeing, then I think you get, like, long-term concerns yeah. in terms of, like, can he adjust to this? But, you know, holding the ball, like, dropping his eyes, yeah, he's seeing something he's never seen before. I think it's just going to take time.
4: Yeah, well, it is going to take time, but
5: the Eagles need this to move faster. And, and look, this coming Monday night is going to be a big test. Well, that I very much agree with LeVar. Like, prime time, 11 days. The Buccaneers are better than people think. But still an opponent. I mean, there's five point. The line's dropping, but they, five and a half Five and, and a half, yeah. So they are, you know, somewhat heavy favorites. Like I think you you need a good performance on Monday night.
4: Well, I was mentioned when we opened the show today that this feels different than last year's two and O. And then think about the jumping off point in week three last year. They went to Washington. They sacked Wentz what, like ten times. Yeah. And they blew the doors off the Commanders. Like they were. They were. Now, I think this Tampa team is better than that team with Carson. I agree, but they're. The, the, that's when it started to feel like, oh, this might be yep. special. Like, Hertz was special. Devonte was making Well, catches. remember, Hertz
5: had that red zone sequence where he hurried the team to the line of yes. scrimmage. Like, there was a few seconds left. He's pointing. And he gets to Devontae in the corner. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, seeing seeing the field yes, the way he needs yeah. to see. Like, it,
4: was, it felt like, all right, they're good. They might be really good. Oh, I know they're really yep. good now. And this Monday night, it feels like a litmus test. And so, it feels like
5: the players probably need it. I think they do. If Kelsey's saying they're on edge, I'd imagine that locker room really needs like a... Like a deep breath performance, like okay, like we're as good as we thought. Yeah, you know, I think
4: I don't remember the score, but I think they won that game in week three last year by like three scores. They, well, they, wasn't it
5: twenty to nothing at one point? Yeah,
4: they dominated that yeah. game in Washington, so they they could use that obviously. Yeah, Rasheem is in North Philly. Hey, Rasheem.
3: Hey, what's up? How you guys doing? Hey, Rashim. what's up, good, 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 good. I'm fully confident uh, in this team. You know, I love how people you know love the call after two weeks and say how I guess a guy isn't processing. I guess he's he, he's not you know like he's not familiar of what he's looking at. Yes, and that might be a possibility, but I don't think it's because of uh of what Lavar was saying. I think it's it's just something that as a whole you gotta think about it. This guy's is, this is his third full year uh, uh as a starting quarterback. I'm pretty sure he hasn't seen everything that a defensive coordinator could uh at you, so 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 a lot of this is stuff they he's first he's just seen for the first time. Yeah. Um um um, and for me, like when I heard that he's played bad, and and then you know, and I'm hearing you know guys, you know you, you know calling to my Brock Purdy. I don't know what Brock Purdy uh, Brock Purdy done last, I mean did last week, but I don't think he had a great game. Uh, two played against Bill Belichick. He didn't have the Week One game that he had Week Two. Uh, uh, and yes, you can find guys, um, well two two or three guys uh, who who has been playing. Uh, almost the same as last year but I think overall as far as the top quarterbacks I could go up and down I think the top 10 I think like 7 of them has been playing down to to to, to, to where they were at last year and I think you know I think a lot of it has to do with not practicing as much it's not even just an excuse and just not playing nobody in the preseason But I so
5: to I, me, I, like, I, don't, I don't, don't like the preseason excuse I'm not saying you're making it Rasheem but I think it's right. I just think it's pretty but, comical that now everyone like you know I think Dallas brought up yesterday other people like not playing in the preseason they didn't play in the preseason the last two years, and everything was fine. So I just think it's a, it's a convenient excuse. Well, you know, you know,
3: it's really like an opinion based. You know, some people think it, some people think it works, and some people think it doesn't. But for me, I think not having those reps and, and not going through a game situation. Yes, they probably didn't practice. I mean, probably wouldn't play as much as they would. But just not, just not dressing or anything. I think you know, I, I think just not having it. As many reps, and and, and, and and then I don't want and to. He, did, he didn't like, take as like, many
5: reps in camp for what right. Was yeah, it a right, lot less, or just if less? I I've, I could look it up, but I feel like it was like sixty less. So not as yeah. not a small number. Yeah, that, and you that's not said small.
3: It, but 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 for me, like ah like like running the football, and and, and then the part Jalen Hurst plays in that, I, I think a lot of times people just like like love to shoot it under the rug just because of it's not something that is two thousand twenty three, and it's not something that we do in the NFL now, but. If we're going to be able to run the football for almost damn near 300 yards, I have no problem with doing that. I don't need to see Jalen Hurts put a fantasy number for me. To, to, you know, for for me to be excited about the football team. To, to, to be honest, but I, don't, I, like, but I don't think
5: anyone's calling and saying they need to see 300 yeah. yards from him. They're just calling and saying when they're watching him, it doesn't look like he's playing good. Also, I, w- I was wrong about the 60. I looked it up. It was uh, 415 in 2022 and 393 last year. So a little th- bit th- this year, I should a say. little bit less. Yeah, like 20 less. So. Yeah.
6: Jordan Mailata was on Marks we and Reese. appreciate it, Rasheem. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks, Rasheem. Jordan Mailata was on Marks and Reese yesterday. They asked him about the preseason thing, and he was pretty like candid about it. He's like, yeah, I mean, like clearly it seems like we're off to a slow start because we didn't really get reps in preseason. I wonder if these are like the players just echoing what Sirianni said because Sirianni pretty much second-guessed himself after the very first game. Do these players actually think they need well, more reps in preseason or also- do you think they're just sort of – excusing it away
4: yeah I, I, it's a convenient it makes us feel better right it makes them well, that, feel better that's what i think it is right like if, if you are struggling at something and you did something a little bit different you say, well that's the reason why right okay, and they're also what?
5: being offered up the excuse yeah like if someone came to me and said elliot you're struggling and like you know, like, I think it's this, right? Like, oh. Maybe yeah, you're like, right. Yeah, it's, it's like
6: exactly. when Aguilar dropped the ball and they're like, did you lose it in the lights? He's like, yeah. Yeah, sure. Exactly. I lost What's in funny the lights. Is
5: I was the one that asked him that. Did you really? I, I messed up by uh, doing that. I offered I, it up. To I, him. You, yeah. gave him, you gave yeah, him the I out, gave, gave dude. him the out. By the
4: yeah. way, Nelson's still rolling, by the way. He, yeah. he led the Ravens in catches on Sunday Nelson in a win. Cook. Nelson. This town was way too hard on Nelson Aguilar. Well, he, he, he won. well he did come out slow. Yeah, no, no. but I I, mean, he yeah, yeah. In general, like we, he gets he gets grouped in with other busts. He's still playing. No, and, I agree. He's not in the NFL. No,
6: I think we were appropriately hard on him at the start. Sure, but I think he's I think he's adored as much as he could be for what I he gave us probably, in the if you Super Bowl.
5: Now, I bet most people would say yeah, they people were, look back do on the you Aguilar as fondly. a bust or fondly. I don't know. Maybe a Twitter question. I'm putting it up. I I I,
4: I mean he they don't win the Super Bowl without him. First of all, that's I think that's reckoned. Yeah, I think people. But but, didn't he lead the team in catches? He did. But the unlike Aguilar thing happened after that. It ended bad.
5: True. Well, I think that what's interesting between him and Rager. Rager obviously a bust. Yeah, Rager can't play. Aguilar
4: is going to have ten years in the NFL as a receiver. He could play.
5: I think it just shows like Aguilar had issues, but he was always, always, always a great route runner that worked hard. Mm -hmm. And Rager was not a great route runner. And, they're like, that, they just that's it. Like, yeah, you're right about that. Matt is in Center City. What's up, Matt? Hey, how
0: you doing, guys? Thanks for having me on. Um, What's up, Matt? Just wanted to bring up a quick point. Um, I haven't really heard it from anybody. Is there a chance that Jalen's, like, a little dinged up? In the game against the Vikings, he, he took the ball out to the left. He ran it out, and he just, like, kind of, like, folded like a chair. Like, it didn't even look like he could have made a move if he wanted to against the defender. Mm-hmm. And then later in the game, he got tackled outside of ba- like out of bounds, and it just looked like it was a struggle for him to get up. He needed the ref to give him a hand to lift him off the ground, and it just he's just kind of looked in, in slow motion this year. I, I don't know. Um, I got a ton of faith I mean, in him. He's the man,
5: but it's a good question. Uh, you know, he's not on the injury report for what that's worth. I you know I, I think if he was dealing with a very minor injury, the Eagles would rightfully so probably you know and advertise that to the world. But he's not on the injury report. Um, there's been a few tough hits he's taken this year for sure. Well,
4: the like, one in New England, the one in
5: New England, um, yeah. he took one along the sideline against Minnesota. The, I remember the one you're, you're talking about where he just kind of sat on the ground for like two or three seconds after and he got yeah, right it up. So but odd. Yeah. I, I, it's certainly possible. I mean, it's just completely speculation. Yeah. I mean, but... like
4: Matt, when you said that, my first thought was maybe his ribs got banged up in that hit in New England. And it's just, they were like sore a little bit yeah. and he didn't yeah. want to get them banged up again. I don't know.
0: Yeah, I, I don't know. I just kind of wanted to pick your brain. I don't know. Something something just doesn't look right, but I got faith. Well, what's Jesus good man. is
5: that he has 11 days now to rest. Yeah, in so the, exactly. the short turnaround.
4: Injury report today, I imagine we get. Matt, we Tomorrow, appreciate it. Tomorrow. Okay. They,
5: so it's a Monday game, so they do like Thursday, Friday, Saturday. So tomorrow's the Wednesday. Like, tomorrow's the Wednesday.
4: Yeah, right? okay. 215-592-9494. We'll come back at all your phone calls here. Leading off at 11, we'll get you set for the Phillies and the Braves. It's an Ola day as the Phillies play the Braves for the final time until we hope the first round, the second round, of the playoffs, two one five five nine two nine four nine. For are you on edge about this Eagles team? Jason Kelsey said he and the team they're on edge. We'll come back and all your phone calls on the midday show, Sports Radio ninety four WIP. Get ready to start the NFL week off right because right now all customers get a no sweat same game parlay for Thursday night football. Just place a three leg same game parlay on this week's game between the Giants and Niners, and you'll get bonus bets back if you don't win. NFL same game parlays are the perfect way to combine your bets for a chance at a bigger payday. Build your own or choose one of the popular same-game parlays pre-built for you in Fandle's top-rated sportsbook app. Fandle Sportsbook is the official partner of 94WIP. I really like the Fandle app. Visit Fandle.com slash G-I-G-L-I-O so you don't miss out on your chance to get a no-sweat same-game parlay on America's number one sportsbook in partnership with Valley Forest Casino. Fandle, an official sports betting partner of the
1: we're not in a panic mode or anything like that. I think just you know have the pass numbers been down? Yeah. Does the defense play into that? Of course it does. Um, and uh, and fortunately for us, you know, and not everybody has this this luxury, but fortunately for us, we're able to win on the ground and we're able to win in the air.
4: Well, that is a good thing. It certainly helps when your pass game isn't what you want it to be. You can run the football and win. Eagles did that last Thursday. Welcome back, midday show. Elliot in for Hugh on this Wednesday. We got leading off coming up in a little bit. Phillies and the Braves, 1220 down Atlanta. Before we uh, go any further, though, we know our friends from Wendy's are coming in. They've yes. got some I think great. I can smell it. Uh, you got you to gotta grab some here. We all do. Uh, they're going to drop off some amazing food, and we're, we're having it all. We got fries, classic chicken sandwich, and an amazing, and I can't wait to try this next break, frosty cream cold brew. And the new loaded nacho cheeseburger. Wendy's new yeah. loaded nacho cheeseburger is seriously a game changer when it comes to burgers. Cheese, beef, queso, and even tortilla strips. So it's so cheesy, it just works. Get your local Wendy's and try one for yourself. Choose wisely. Choose Wendy's loaded nacho cheeseburger.
6: I got dibs on that
4: one.
5: Yeah, you yeah, I it? was going to say, this has Kyle written all over it. Well, right? before the show, he
4: was kind of talking about
5: yeah, it. I, was, you I, I, it up. I specifically yeah.
6: described that burger and how I was itching to try it. So. I'm, I'm excited. Um, it feels
5: line. like
4: such a simple concept that I guess I haven't seen in fast food places
5: till now. Like this, like a well, nacho Well, The best burger. ideas are often the simplest. They are. Um, something off what Sirianni said, how he said the defense is playing into it. I, I think that obviously, as we've discussed it, at length, the defense is giving them something they haven't seen. Mm-hmm. And for Jalen, I think that that's okay. He, you know, he hasn't seen it. He'll adjust to it. This is what it is to to mature and to to go through the NFL in your career. But it is a bit disappointing that the Eagles' coaching staff on the offense side of the ball also had all offseason to prepare for what they thought defenses might do to them, and it doesn't feel like they've won that initial chess match.
4: I agree. So, if you go, if you dive into the numbers on Hurts from last year, it was almost all good, but if there was one area he wasn't great at, and the offense was great. At, it was against the blitz; they just they yeah, didn't. Yeah, and it's the same thing. So, if I knew that Nick Sirianni and Brian Johnson had to know that, And it doesn't seem like they came out this season with answers for Jalen. Right. Like when there's right. a blitz, doesn't it still feel like the answer to, is? Make a play, like run around yeah. and
5: make a play, and that's that's not really and, an answer. And I get that it is hard to predict what like Belichick is going to do, mm-hmm. and Brian. Flo- I get that, but like you were, you know, you were coach of the year last, you know, coach of the year candidate last year. Brian Johnson was one of the most sought after offensive coordinator uh, candidates. I'm not putting it all on them, but it does feel like in these first two games they've won the games, which which is really all that matters. And credit to them for that. But it doesn't feel like they came out this year with a plan of how they're gonna attack how they thought defenses were going to play. I agree. Two one five,
4: five nine two, nine four nine for are you on edge about this Eagles team despite the two and oh start? Jason Kelsey said, Yeah, his team's on edge. Jeffson Wilmington, what's up, Jeff? What's up, guys? What's up, Jeff?
1: You know, Cougar lost the edge, had to turn in his wings. <laughs> and that left Maverick and Goose to uh to the top spot, and we all know what happened to Goose. Yeah,
4: we do. Well, because, Maverick was,
1: because Maverick was reckless. Yes. So, here's the thing. I'm not on edge, but I want my team to be on edge. I want them to be cognizant of what they need to do. Mm-hmm. If, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, well, I, I, yeah, I, I agree with that. I have, I have full uh, confidence in Jalen, more so than I ever did in Wentz, because, for one, Jalen went to two big-time college football programs. Yeah. He's used to that kind of, uh, I want to say pressure, but just, you know,
4: he's used to it. Yeah, he's built for this, Jeff. Carson was not built for it.
1: Yeah. And um, let me ask you this. After two games last year, do you think we were going to go to the Super Bowl?
5: Certainly felt like it, if I'm being completely honest. I I think the feeling around this team after After two two games. After two games? I'm just saying what my memory of it. If I go back and look, maybe. But I felt like after two games last year, and especially in prime time against the Vikings, the feeling was... This team is awesome. So here's the way I could describe it, Jeff. I thought they'd be good, but then I started
4: watching them in the beginning of last year and I thought maybe they're right. really, really good. And this year I know they're good, but
5: I'm, I'm not sure they're great. It, it's, 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 it's Do you remember feel. how you felt? Like it, I know it's hard to think about the exact moment. Yeah.
1: But. So that's kind of what I'm getting at. Like, Okay, last year you thought after two games they would, but this year after two games you're. I'm not saying you're ready to punt on the, on the season, but you got a lot of questions.
5: Yeah, well, I think I, I think they the... deserve a lot of questions based off how they play. Uh,
1: not, not really. No. Well, I don't, I don't know about there's that. that there's they're,
5: they're almost no good statistic there's, with there's them. A, like, they're there, at the bottom of the league in one. a lot of things. I know they're 2 0, and that one. matters,
1: but. Yeah. And they got adjustments to make. We all know that.
5: Yeah. But uh, I feel confident they'll get to that point.
4: Well, I, so. you know, and I think there's reason to feel confident because they've adjusted a lot and they've won a lot with Sirianni. Yeah. And Jeff, we appreciate the phone call. And
5: Sirianni is good at fixing problems. If he you is. think about. You know, the passing game, they eventually fixed. now. You could probably give an assist to Howie for that, mm-hmm. right? But um, penalties last year, they were an issue early. They cleaned it up. Um, so, Ciarani does, I think, deserve much like Jalen, kind of the benefit of the doubt. And that's why I think week four or five, by then, we'll really know if if they have a counter.
4: The other part of it is, just thinking back to last year versus this year, is this kind of the sliding doors of the NFC. They didn't come in last year the favorite. Mm-hmm. And then week one started, the Rams looked like garbage off their Super Bowl. The Packers didn't look right. Rodgers didn't look right. And it was like, wait. The Eagles are two and zero. Oh, like maybe they're going to jump up this year. Doesn't it feel like the opposite? Like the Niners have not yeah. fallen off. The Cowboys have gotten probably better than they were last year. And I think we're starting to see like teams like the Lions and Seahawks. Although they're not probably on that level, they're they're certainly could well, NFC playoff contenders.
5: It's like what you said. How you feel about a team is just always how you feel about the quarterback. Always. So we can talk about the receive, you know, like the linebacker depth, the safety issues, all those things. After two games last year, everyone thought this is Jalen's year. I and, and now people are questioning it. So of course I felt like they were like they were way better than that they would maybe go to the Super Bowl after two games last year. Jalen was awesome the first two he
4: games. He was. Andy is up next on WIP. Hey Andy.
2: Hey, how's it going, guys?
5: Good, What's
4: buddy. Up, What's
2: up? Hey, um, so here's my thing, man. I you know, and there's a lot of problems with the whole team in the first game. Everybody, every part of that team was horrible, man. He right down to Elliot. He was horrible. Um <laughs> And um but here's my thing. I think um pertaining to Jalen Hurts, I think the money had a lot to do with um slack it off, kinda you know, kinda um, you know, having felt false confidence. Now he's got the money, he doesn't have to prove himself, he doesn't have to go out there and work as hard as he did the year before. I just think the money has to do with it. And the example that I gave before was You know, you look at what happened to RG3 in Washington, how they gave him the money, they built him up, they basically destroyed that guy from media standpoint and everything. So He's the man, he's the man, he's the man. But you still got to go out and play football. You still got to earn the money that you got. And I think the money has something to do with it. I was watching Mm -hmm. the game last week, and, you know, my son and I are watching – and the first thing we said after, you know, the first quarter was like, the money got him. So, I just, him.
5: I completely disagree with you. Yeah. I, mean, and I haven't I, seen a single thing in the game where I Andy. went, he looks like the money got to him.
4: And I, the RG3 comp doesn't work for me. RG3 got hurt. And a serious injury. I mean, yes. But that was the Wentz injury. It was yeah. the same injury. And yep. he tried to come back really fast. It was very similar to Carson Wentz. I mean, Jalen doesn't have that kind of injury or didn't have that kind of injury. Yeah, I... I do wonder, you know, kind of the eye of the tiger thing, or like his focus. Hugh, Hugh said this all offseason. Like mm. he's busier. He's doing other things. He's doing commercial. It's not a bad thing, but doesn't it feel like all last offseason, all he was focused on was getting better? And if, if you take a like ten percent or one percent or five percent away from that, maybe we feel it. I, I don't know. I, 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 but I don't, I don't think it's the I money. So. In, I don't think it's the money in his bank account. Like that, no. I don't think it is.
5: I, his life is different now. Sure. So like scheduling it, like who knows. But I, I just think they are struggling because. They're being out coached by these other opposing coordinators. And, like, it's just they had two games in five days. Yeah,
4: that is probably most of it. And we'll get a big one coming up next Monday night. And, uh, Elliot, you'll be back after. And I appreciate Elliot uh, filling in for Hugh yeah. a lot over the past couple weeks. And Speaking of a jerk. <laughs> Elliot Short Park. <laughs> yeah, that, it is. that's a great, it's a great one. No, not a jerk the last couple weeks. Elliot, thank you for uh, for hopping in for Hugh a lot the last couple weeks. And uh, it's it sounds like, and we don't have an official date, but it sounds like Hugh will be back soon with us. So yeah. we're, we're
5: excited about that. And I did want to say to, to you two and also the callers and everything, hey, Thank you for having me. But it's not lost on me that I'm I'm sitting in Hugh's seat right now. And uh I just wanted to send, you know, even more positive thoughts, more love to Hugh. I know everyone's thinking about him. It'll be really great when he's back in the office. Excited to see him, excited to see him in the hallways again. So thank you for having me in. But I did want to end kind of my time of filling in with him with just sending love to him and his family and you'll be back
4: uh, next time we'll hear you next week right
5: next week yeah all right a little we'll, we'll trip to scotland all right enjoy your trip
4: everyone uh, we appreciate elliot and i'm not going anywhere because we got leading off phillies and the braves coming up we'll take all your phillies calls and it's a big one today for aaron nola who will take the mound against the braves for the final time until likely the second round of the playoffs we'll talk about the phillies coming up next right here on sports radio 94 wip